Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to Film Banter. And now, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> How long were you thinking of doing that as the intro? Uh, like five minutes ago. Genius. When we, when we started, uh, ended the movie, so. Brilliant. I was trying to think of some other ones. There's a lot of iconic lines in this, so. Yeah, there are. Yeah. To choose from. Yeah. And the good thing about this pod is the name of the movie is in the title. So it's not like we have to hide. Right. It's no surprise. Yeah. You clicked on it. Whether in whatever podcast app or whatever you're listening through. You know what it is. But yeah. Welcome everyone. I'm Jared. That's Claudia. Hi. Sound a little more enthused than that. <laughs> hi. I am enthused. I can just say hi. It was the I'm way happy you were, to be here. It was the way you were. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll do better <laughs> next time. We don't do uh, more than one take on this pod. Nope. So this is the way it is. Yeah. What you hear is what you get. Yep. It is officially Christmas season. How are you feeling about Christmas, Christmas in 2023? I love Christmas. I've always loved Christmas. Um, we put our tree up yesterday. She's looking real magical in our home. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Happy Christmas. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the stockings are hung. And we're really getting into the Christmas spirit here. Sounds like you're singing the beginning of a Christmas song. Yeah. <laughs> or like telling a Christmas story, like reading a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, very excited that it's Christmas. Like the best part about Thanksgiving is that like I love Thanksgiving and look forward to it. And then when it's over, it's immediately Christmas time. So there's no like dead air for me. I'm just happy like November and December. I love it. So yeah, very it's, excited. It's nice because it's like starting at Thanksgiving and then we're just going to the end of the year, all the way to New Year's, which is nice. Yeah, that's wild. We're going to be in 2024. Mm-hmm. Was 2024 going to look like? Who knows? <laughs> yep. I don't, I don't like to say this is my year. No. How could you know that? Nope. How could you know that? So I'm good. Uh, I'm at peace with whatever God brings me in 2024. Yeah, same. What do you want for Christmas this year, Jared? What do you want most? <laughs> my, my default is always some, some GD peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love doing the the old man response to things like that. All of your responses are old man responses. Yeah. Pretty much. All of our shows are secret shows. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, been pulling out so many more Scott Pilgrim quotes ever since we did that movie on oh, screen yeah. time. Oh yeah. They're just way more fresh in our heads, I feel like. Because we, we use them anyway, but we've been using them a lot more. Right. Now we've got them like... Locked they're in. On, yeah, they're fresh and they're, they're in dumb. the forefront of our brains. 
What do you want for Christmas? I don't really, I don't really have anything. I showed you that meme or no, I think it's a TikTok. It was like my wife asked me what I want for Christmas, but I'm an adult and just buy something when yeah, I want Yeah, that it. is the boring part of being an adult. It's tough. It's like, like getting stuff for each other. Right. When we want something, we just like, hey, let's go get this. We just buy it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there's some things that I could, that I could use, you well, know. The nice thing is with you, like we actually just go shopping and you pick it out like a new purse or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or shoes or. Yeah. Any other type of uh, fancy clothing or it's usually something along those lines. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's great. Is it, um, is it a, is it a bag? What do you, what do you, what are I we mean, getting next? there's a, there's a few things that I have been wanting like a nice, I want a nice bag, but I want a nice bag. Yeah. Besides like the one you showed me, you're like, here, I want this one. It was like three grand. <laughs> yeah. I mean like, yeah, I'll get there. Uh, yeah. A little out of our price range right now, but yeah. Until this pod blows up and then. Right. And then so we're spread just, the news people so yeah. that I can get myself a Louie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll be making stacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some spread the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. news of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> spread <I've>, the word. <laughs> no, spread the news. The good news of film banter. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've been wanting some UGG slippers and boots for a little while now. Here's the thing. You say that, but you literally have UGG boots and slippers. I have UGG slippers. I do not have UGG boots, but these are, they're not the slippers I have is what I'm saying. Slippers I want, the slippers I want close my toes. The slippers I have, they're just, they're like slides. They're fluffy slides. And I want ones that my, my toes are closed in on. Um, but I really want those ultra mini platform Uggs. I'm just a little girl. You don't have any money. I'm just a little baby. <laughs> That's what it is. I can pay you in blocks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a few things that okay. I, but I did get myself, you know, my new headphones that I've been wanting my beats and. Yeah, you did. We actually got to go pick them up. Yeah. We have to go pick them up. Yeah. Today. Um, and my pink PlayStation controller and PS5 controller. I'm very mm-hmm. excited to get that. I just got this awesome uh, Lego set, the new botanical collection with the flowers that you can build. I got the orchid set and it's awesome. I built it last night. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like you said, it's kind of boring. It's just harder to, it's harder yeah. to be like, Hey, this is something that I want. Cause you know, like you said, you yeah. just get it. You need a, uh, pink face plates for your PS5 I now. do. And then whenever they make pink in the uh, headset, which they don't yet. It's game over is what I'm saying. Yeah, if I can get that, that, that hot pink headset, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. My, uh, actually I know for Christmas, let's get like, I don't know. I can't think of a realistic number, but let's get like a lot of listens. 
oh, on yeah? film banter, you know? And maybe enough where we'll get an email from a sponsor so we can actually start making money. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And I understand like, cause for me as a listener of podcasts, I understand it's like, it's how you pay the, pay the bills. But I understand as like anyone listening to this, like if we start doing ads, like everyone's like, Oh, you know, or yeah, they want to but- skip through it. But it's like, I get it. I get it. When I'm listening to something, I'm like, oh, here we go. Another ad, you know? I know. I agree. But it's the way it goes. it's going to make us money then. Yeah, because this is always free to listen to. So if you want to be the person that's like, ugh, ads, just pay us more than the ads are paying us and we won't have ads. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Email us if you want to support us monthly with a subscription or something. Yeah. There you go. We can start a Patreon with no ads. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll do that. We'll see, but yeah. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, no, we are. Yeah. But right now it's just awesome. Like we mentioned last pod, maybe two pods ago about like, it's just cool seeing how many different um, areas in the world that you know people have at least checked us out yeah it you're doesn't... mr worldwide exactly prestige worldwide why 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 <laughs> and it's cool because like we don't know how long like i don't know how it counts it like even if someone just like clicks on it and only listens for like the first two minutes i don't know how if that counts still yeah you know? i don't know or if they're listening to the whole thing i don't know but it's cool that everyone a lot of people are checking this out so thank you to everyone. Uh, we would also like more emails. So speaking of that, you can email us at, uh, man, I was going to go to the screen time one. Because I just heard Josh talking. At gmail.com. There we go. Filmbanterpod at gmail.com. Write in about whatever you want. Maybe email us and guess the remaining three Christmas movies that we're going to be doing. Oh yeah. See if you can guess them. Yeah. There's some heavy hitters. If like anybody the one we're guesses doing today. all, if anybody can guess all four movies that we're doing well, for December, we'll give you a prize. Well, it would have to be the three more because they're already listening. Oh to this well, one. yeah, three more. There's yeah. three, so you only got to get three out of four, correct? We'll yep. give you, we'll give you special prize. What is the special prize? I don't know yet, but I'll okay. think about it. Okay. I mean, either way, if anyone emails, you'll be on the show and also we'll shout you out. Right. You'll get street credit. Pretty much right now, if you email us, you're going to be on the show because we're going to read all the emails. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Get in before we, before we blow up. Before we get too many emails and then we have to not read them all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Read them all on the, on uh, every pod. Yeah. So yeah, but no, we got a... We got a lot of heavy hitters. And I was mentioning this before. This is tough to narrow down because our Thanksgiving movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, that was easy. That's like the only one. Yes. We got a lot of Christmas Christmas movies though in general. So, Your only hint for guessing is one is obvious and two are a little outside the box. 
Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. So go based off of the, that hint and write in and tell us what your guesses are. Yeah. And I want to say, just to give a little further of a hint, the remaining three, uh, one's in the 80s, one's in the 90s, and one's in the 2000s, I believe. Ooh. I think so. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I know of the two, the one I'm thinking, I'm like, was that one in the 90s? I think so. I think. Um, Claudia's fact-checking. <laughs> yeah, one one moment. <laughs> but yeah, we're already yep, starting. Yep, it is the 90s. Perfect. All right. So we got an 80s, a 90s, and a 2000s movie each coming up. And this first one, we're already starting out with a heavy hitter, yep. which we'll get to in a, in a little bit. All right. Anything else before we actually start talking about the movie? It's a little short this time. No, I don't I'm think surprised. so. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say. Which is okay because I'm going to talk- The last one was pretty long, so- <laughs> The last one was not long. Oh, sorry. The one before that. Yeah. 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 The last one was- Yeah. That one with the planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. That was not- Yeah. That one. We had a long banter that one, in that yeah, one. Yeah. For sure. Uh the one that just came out, The Crying Game, I believe was our shortest pod. Yeah. Which I was surprised because when we were recording, it seemed like, I'm like, okay, that was a, didn't seem like the shortest right. is what I'm trying to say. yeah. Still a good one. That was a good recommendation. It was a very good, mm-hmm. yeah, very good recommendation. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to talk about this movie a lot. So. Let's do it. I think we'll be, I don't know. We'll see how much you talk about it. I actually don't know your full feelings of this movie. I so have this a, is going to be. I have one full page of notes. All right, cool. I probably still have more than you. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, today our movie is Die Hard 1988, directed by John McTiernan, composer Michael Kamen. Um, we can talk about, oh man, this is the part I always screw up. The next thing I should do after that is cast. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Rookie. Yeah, I know. Cast, Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, Bonnie Bedel, mm, oof, Bedelia, sorry, probably butchered that one. Reginald Vell Johnson, Paul Gleason, and Alexander Godunov. It's probably Bedelia. Is it? Bonnie Bedelia. Yeah, I'm overthinking it. Which, right off the bat, before we get into it, unless you have a note about it, we can mention this Alexander Godunov guy. Yeah. Right? Uh huh. Circle I don't have a note to, about it. Okay. Well, we'll do, yeah, we'll do it now. Circle yeah. back to our very first pod. Yep. Witness. Mm-hmm. He was in that. He was. Didn't realize this was the same guy <laughs> from Die Hard, which I, I do believe we did mention Die Hard in that first pod, pod right? When we were looking up him. I Yes, we did yeah. because we said he was in it. Yeah, but I was surprised that that was the same actor. But yeah, we're already- Very German. Oh, yeah. I like that we're 
already, I don't know how many pods in we are, but we're already uh, circling back to our first one. I know. Which... Seems like ages ago. Yeah. Also, I don't want to listen to it because I probably would. I'm going to cringe the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. All part of the process. Correct. All right. So director John McTiernan. Are you familiar with this director, Claudia? Does, uh, it sound, does the name sound familiar? No. Really? Okay. I mean, he hasn't directed a ton, but I mean, this is the guy responsible for Die Hard. Uh, but some other very important movies. So his first movie, Nomads, not familiar. Second movie, Predator. Then he did Die Hard. Then he did The Hunt for Red October. Great movie also. Uh, Last Action Hero. He did Die Hard with a Vengeance. So he did not direct Die Hard 2 because Die Hard with a Vengeance, I believe, is the third Die Hard. Uh, most importantly to you, right after that, he directed The Thomas Crown Affair. Wow. Which is on our list. Yes. A beloved movie of both you and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then that's, that's basically it. Yeah, he um, kind of stopped it like around 2000, hmm. which is interesting. So yeah, he didn't do that many movies but some big ones for sure and then the composer oh pause a moment for duke to snuggle with uh claudia come on come on dookie he went up there the thing is though he gets up there and then he's gonna leave like yeah in like five minutes he's shoving me to the side (laughs) yeah so Michael Kamen, the, the uh, composer, will go through some of his stuff. Man, not familiar with this, his early work. So we're just going to, here we go, The Dead Zone. Have you ever seen that movie? I know you're familiar because it's Stephen King. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it, no. Okay. Um, I believe that's the one with Christopher Walken. Okay, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one, but no? we have it. Have you read the, I mean, it's based on a Stephen King book, right? Yes, but I don't think I read The Dead Zone. Really? Okay. I'll have to put that on the list also. That one I don't think I have on our list, so. That'll be good. Yeah. Uh, He composed the music for Brazil, which is a insane, insanely weird movie. Uh, but I, I really don't even know how to explain it. It's just very bizarre. Hmm. Uh, Highlander, Lethal Weapon, Someone to Watch Over Me. That's a great movie. Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, okay. Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> when Peter Griffin just, uh, do you remember that episode? Yes. Every time he like punches someone, he says roadhouse. Yep. I remember. (laughs) What a show. I know. Here we go. License to kill. Oof. Not, not the best Bond movie, but I still like it. Yeah. Lethal Weapon 2. Die Hard 2. 
Nothing but trouble. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Wow. Have you seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves it's with Kevin very, Costner? It's been a long time, but yeah. I just revisited this movie a little bit. Did like you? a week ago. <laughs> and because this is another one that I watched a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. And this is very relevant to today's movie because Alan Rickman is also in that. Mm. And he's just going to 11 in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) He really is. Uh, But I actually like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I feel like that's a divisive one, but do you remember liking it? I don't remember anything about it. Okay. All right. It's been a long time. Another one for the list. Not to be confused with Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Do you remember that movie? Yes, of course. (laughs) I have that on the list too, because I haven't seen it in a while. I remember loving it. Same. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a while. I forgot Dave Chappelle was in that. Oh my gosh. I did too until you just said Mm -hmm. that. Great. All right. Uh, Last couple things. This guy uh, did the score for, okay. Last action hero. So this is a cool thing where like certain directors kind of like get their composer and then kind of stick with them you know, for several different movies. So that kind of happened here. Yep. Die Hard with the Vengeance. Mm, Jack, the Robin Williams movie. Oh. 101 Dalmatians. Oh, Event Horizon. I love that movie. That's cool. I didn't know he did the music for that too. This is interesting. The Jerry Seinfeld special. I'm telling you for the last time which is very important to the whole Young Bar family because we've watched that so many times. <laughs> really? This guy did music for that apparently. Wow. Which is <laughs> very interesting. Wow. Okay, he was involved with the Metallica S&M album, which is the Metallica album where they did a whole live concert with an orchestra. It is awesome. I remember listening to it all the time. That's cool. Um, the first X-Men. Amazing. Yep. All the music for Band of Brothers, which is a great miniseries. Wow. All right. This guy's done some good stuff. That looks like it. Yes. Hold on. This last one looks like one that you would have watched. First Daughter? No. No? I don't think I've seen that. (laughs) It's a 2004 movie. I don't know. It looks like something you would... No, maybe not. I don't know. Okay, now we can get into questions. All right. So right off the bat, obviously this is a movie you and I both have seen before. Yes. But I don't think I know your full thoughts of this movie. And also, so I'd like to know that, but also like what you thought of it this time seeing it. Okay. So what did you think of this movie? Um, Okay, so I don't understand those of you that don't think this is a Christmas movie. Good start. Because it 100% is. I mean, from start to finish, this is a Christmas movie. Um, It's, I guess maybe because some of you believe that action shouldn't take place in a Christmas film, but... Wrong. You can have action at Christmas. Also, this whole movie is on Christmas Eve. Yeah. People are singing Christmas tunes, humming to themselves. Yes. They're having a Christmas party. Uh, Yeah. You can fight me on that. Um, but this movie is awesome. 
it's got action and romance and I mean, blood and guts, <laughs> yeah. uh, explosions, uh, a lot of morons, explosions. a lot of morons, a lot of morons in too. this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I would say, cause I think this may be the third time I've seen it. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, it gets better the more I watch it in my opinion. Um, and it's like one of those movies you don't want to watch too much because it's like, it should be reserved for Christmas time. Like watching Die Hard at Christmas is something that we've done two years now, mm -hmm. I think. So we just have to keep that tradition going, I think. Yeah. Save it for the holidays. Yeah. And I agree, especially with that end part. Every time I watch this movie, I like it more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's another one, which a lot of movies are like this. Like, when you watch it again, you pick up on stuff, Definitely. you know, you know, other stuff that you didn't notice before, which I'll have a couple notes about that coming up. Uh, but yeah, this is a great movie. It is a Christmas movie. I don't understand the discourse about this. <laughs> this has been a fight going for a while. Um, I feel like it's kind of died down now though. Yeah. I think do you remember like, um, I feel like in the past five years, it yeah. was like a hot debate online. Yeah. People yeah. were like, I don't know why. Like Me neither. Yeah. It seems pretty obvious to me. Yeah. Email us if you want to argue. Yeah. it's our. It'll be our <laughs> new, uh, our holiday version of the pineapple on pizza debate. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's completely settled now. Yeah. Is No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse like, me. Yeah, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's reverse. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I feel like we'll still, we're, we're, we're going to still get emails about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll just be ongoing forever. Yeah. It'll never end. Um, this movie also, I think has incredible pacing because I believe it's two hours long and I don't see too many dips in the movie. No, I don't either. So again, that's usually a shout out to the editing a lot too, because mm -hmm. that can make or break a movie. Um, so yeah, all in all those aspects, I think it's great as well. And one of the things that I was surprised of, which really obviously gets the movie going, is the terrorist gang showing up at Nakatomi. And they show up super early in the movie. That was oh, one thing yeah. I'm like, I don't remember them coming this early. And we this didn't- soon into the movie. Yeah, yeah. and we, we, I mean, it hasn't been that long since we've watched this movie before, but I was surprised this time. I'm like, dang, they're already here. So that obviously uh, ramps up the movie in a big part. Definitely. But even before that, like the very opening, it's it's still interesting. It's not boring. Like uh, I think it even opens very well. Obviously ends very well. So yeah, I think just all around. No, it's, it's there's no, uh, there's no dead space no. like in this movie for sure. And that's why, I mean, this is a classic, whether you think it's a Christmas movie or not, it's a, movie that a ton of people love for good reason. That's right. Next question. Does this movie hold up? Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. I said the only thing, um, because I think it holds up in basically every way. The only thing is, which you'll get this a lot in eighties movies is there's, there's a few cheesy 80, 80s lines that people say. Well, yeah, that, but that comes with the territory it of does. it being an eighties film. But especially this movie, I noticed I'm like, all right, there is some, uh, 
there's a few lines. I'm like, all right, dude, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, besides that, I mean, but again, that's a, that's an 80s thing, which I think it is very, you're right. I think it's very specifically 80s. It's yeah. a lot of 70s movies. I don't feel like there's like those cheesy lines, right? Yeah. And even all the 90s movies we've gotten into already, you don't really see as much in there either. Yeah. Right. So it's just that single decade for whatever reason, I guess just had to go with the, the lingo changed a lot in the eighties. I feel that's like that's true. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah. So, all right. What is the best scene? Hmm. There's a lot of, I feel like noteworthy scenes in this movie. Um, obviously him, crawling through the air duct is a classic scene for this movie. A lot of memes. Um, That's the most iconic shot. Right. Although there's actually a lot of iconic shots in this. Right. Um, When Argyle punches, like runs his car into the ambulance and punches the guy in the face, like he has his moment. And then when, um, what's the police officer that John was talking to the whole time? Sergeant Al. Sergeant Al mm-hmm. at the end shoots the right guy, right? He, he gets his shoot the bad guy moment to kind of redeem himself for his past. That's a great scene as well. Um, honestly, the scene I savored the most was Ellis getting shot in the head because... Of course, yeah. <laughs> freaking A. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to have some notes about Ellis. Yeah, oh, we got, I got a couple. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. about him, our friend Ellis. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. There's a lot of scenes that are really good. I don't know that I have a favorite. There's just a lot that mm-hmm. come to mind when I think of my favorite. So yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I have two um, that I've kind of narrowed narrowed it down to. So the first one obviously is John sending Carl's brother's body down the elevator with that written on his oh yeah that's you know. awesome also i just i just love the way um hans the way he reads that yeah it's just it's just great i have a lot to say about hans also uh but yeah so that that's my first one my other one is um when john and hans actually meet in person the first time I think is really great. And obviously like, you know, when he points the gun on him and then pulls the trigger and yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That whole scene's great. You know, and how he starts where he's like not doing the German accent. He's trying to be, you know, right. It's uh, yeah, that's a great scene. Called his bluff. Yeah. Oh yeah. He knows right. Cause I mean, they even show the uh, flashback to him looking through the directory. Right. And all that. Mm-hmm. So he recognizes the name that he, uh, calls himself right yeah all right this one will be interesting best performance claudia's making a face she's pondering for the audio listeners which is everyone because we don't do video on this pod this is hard it is is a hard one (laughs) i know because i really like a lot of these characters and i think they all do an excellent job um There's something about the way Alan Rickman plays Hans. Yes, for sure. That has a kind of finesse to it. Um, 
And of course, I mean, Bruce Willis is next level mm-hmm. also as he typically is in his movies. Um, gosh, I don't know if I could pick one or the other, to be honest with you, because I think they're both amazing. I guess if like gunned in my head, I'd, I'd say Hans yeah. is best performance. Um, just because he's such a good sinister bad guy. Um, but very like classy about it too, which is like nice. You know, he's a clean cut businessman, even though he's evil, he still has that kind of suavecito to him sort of thing. That's a great word for it. He he is classy. I mean, how many times do you mention like, man, like he's like, that's a great suit, mm-hmm. right? He like, he's like, Hey, I think you can get him at this store, you yeah. know, like different things like that. Yeah. He is very classy for sure. I um I mean I got I have the same two pretty much yeah Alan Rickman and Bruce Willis I I think I would also have to go with Alan Rickman if I really had to yeah go for it like but again it's just it's partially just the way he acts in general because he's just so good in every movie he's right. in you know I was just mentioning which a lot of people don't like Robin Hood Prince of Thieves but like even him in that like it's <laughs> He's just so great. I yeah. mean, you know, obviously we can talk about Harry Potter and uh, him being uh, Professor Snape, right? Mm-hmm. What is your favorite? Is that like your favorite? What is your favorite um, Alan Rickman movie? I have an underrated one, which I don't think you've seen that I have on the list called Galaxy Quest. Uh how dare you assume okay. I haven't seen Galaxy I you, Quest? I thought we talked about this. I thought you hadn't seen Galaxy what? Quest. I have seen Galaxy Quest I love that a hundred times. <laughs> it's so good. He's in that. Yes, mm-hmm. he is in that. <laughs> wow. I'm going to go with you on that. I got to say Galaxy Quest favorite? for sure. <laughs> really? <laughs> I freaking love Galaxy <laughs> Me Quest. Me too. Wow. We learned something new about each other even I, to this day. Yeah, I thought we... Man, I thought we talked about that movie, no, but your other wife. Yeah, yeah, my other wife. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, yeah, he's just like because that whole movie, he just can't be bothered. Oh no, it's great. Uh, yeah, he's just he's just a phenomenal actor. And actually, so speaking of both these people, we got to talk about like, I mean, rest in peace to Alan Rickman for one. Man, I know. Like such an incredible actor, but also Bruce Willis. It's it's sad because he is not doing well now. He's not dead, but I'm still mourning his loss yeah, because, because he's not himself anymore. Yeah, and there were some rumors recently, but I believe his family actually said something like about his condition. Really? Yeah, and um, I don't remember exactly what's going on with him, but he's definitely. I'm he, pretty sure he, he has dementia. Oh, is that is that? I'm okay. like ninety uh, percent sure he has dementia. I know, or um, something of that effect. They, in whatever I read recently that like his family, or it might've been his wife, I don't know, uh, like posted on social media, basically saying like, he definitely is not going to be acting anymore, Yeah, uh, which is sad, but, um, I can't remember what else it said, but anyway, so we have to mention that too, because another legend of an actor, obviously. Yeah, he has uh, frontotemporal dementia. Dang. Now, yeah, I know, and we're kind of like acting like like he might die soon, but I hope, I mean, 
I hope he still lives for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, even though obviously like his family and him are going to have to deal with some hard times for sure. Dealing with uh, that type of illness, but yeah. People with FTD typically live six to eight years with their condition, sometimes longer, sometimes less. That's awful. I didn't know it was that, uh, that, that serious of a, so that's like a, I mean, it affects the brain. No, I know, but I mean, I know people that have dementia can still live a long time. So is this a different, is this just dementia or is this a different type of dementia? I mean, I think there's different types of dementia. I'm not familiar with the different types or what their like life expectancies are, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's horrible nonetheless. Yeah. But anyway, shout out to Bruce Willis and his family. Hope they're doing good. And again, I hope he uh, still has many years left. That's why we were, uh, I think you and I were talking about this recently. Why like, I think in the past like couple years or so, he's been filming a ton of movies. Um, I think because he wants to do as much as he can. Cause he knows, you know, yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, apparently some of these movies are like really bad because I think a couple of them are starting to like release now and not great. And especially like, you know, his final movies, I want them to be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though he has a great filmography. Right. But right. I, I want him to still like go out with a bang, like on, uh, you know, his like final movies as well. But I don't know that's going to be the case or not. Right. But yeah, because I remember seeing when he was, because he had been filming a lot, uh, there was some stuff on set of him like struggling, you know, sometimes. Yeah. But still getting through it. Yeah. Yeah. He would just forget where, why he was there or what was going on. Yeah. Like little moments like that. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. My other two, I just wanted to shout out for best performances too, even though they're not the best, but I just wanted to mention them is, uh, uh, Sergeant Al Powell, Reginald Fell Johnson. He's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and then Argyle also, which the actor's name, wait for it. Devereaux White. Devereaux. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Absolutely. They're he's, both great. He's, yeah, loved both of them. He's definitely like a favorite for me, like a non- Which one? Uh, Devereaux. <laughs> oh, Ar- Argyle. Argyle? Yeah, yeah Argyle. Mm-hmm. He's, he was awesome. The whole movie. Just just blast and run DMC. Yeah, yeah. It's great. This is Christmas music. It's funny. They have a little Christmas music debate in their mm. car in a movie that people would debate as a Christmas movie. Right. And that was not a debate when they were filming, obviously filming right. this movie or even when, I don't believe that it had been a debate when mm-hmm. it was released. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe the director had that in mind. Maybe. He was like, this is going to be divisive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the opening, that's a great part of it. Yeah, when he's in the car with them for the first time. Can we play some Christmas music? Man, this is Christmas music. Yeah, and the giant bear. Oh, yeah. That's with him in the car for the whole rest of the movie. Yep. (laughs) Okay, last thing. Did you draw anything on your notes? I drew a Twinkie. 
mm. and a lighter. Nice. Okay. You didn't just go go hard and just draw all of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> it. Uh, I thought about it, and then I was like, mm, "It'd take a little while." No, I don't want to flex <laughs> on them too hard. Yeah. Let's get into our notes now. You should probably go first yeah. because I have less than you. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start. And this is a good segue. Mentioning Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, this is just such an iconic building in general. Um, I can't even count how many memes I've seen that people post about like Nakatomi Plaza, never forget, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, It's great. Uh, also, it's just it's just awesome, and I want to specifically point out how sick is their logo. Yeah, no, and it's like in the floors and mm -hmm. stuff in gold. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, what what's your first note? Uh, when Bruce Willis is on the plane and he's getting off, mm -hmm. the flight attendant that like throws him the doomy vibes in the beginning. Does she actually? Because I was. <laughs> oh, Jared, are you serious? Well, <laughs> it, it, I kind of, that's what I was thinking it was. But at the same time, it's just kind of a weird interaction the way they both look at each other. No, no. So that's what it is? Okay. Yes. Well, you know me, I'm oblivious. You are. Bless your heart. <laughs> but my goodness. Chill out, honey. Like, settle down. That's a good um, introduction to his character, though. Yeah. And then seeing what his, you know, relationship is. Yeah. And how that's going both with him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. My next one is my first. Uh, actually, I think this is my only Ellis note, which you'll probably have more than me. <laughs> Claudia's cracking her neck to get ready to talk about Ellis. Yeah. Her favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time we meet him, trying way too hard to get it in with Holly. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, he's like, he's like, hey, just come over. Like, bro, really? Mold wine, fire yeah. going. Yeah. What a pig. Now, this is a question though, because she's using her uh, original last name again. Maybe he doesn't even know that she's married or was married. She had a picture of him in her oh, office. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. She's got no, all that the guy's just a pig. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to think. I'm like, Mel, maybe. No, you're right. Yeah. He just doesn't care. He's just gross. Yeah. Okay. Chronically enfeebled. <laughs> yeah. Is there any cop that isn't married to their job? Very few, I would say. Because, I mean, we, we get it again with him being in New York and not California with his wife and kids. It's like the classic cop that just needs to get, I just need to get my job done. I can't, you know, just one <laughs> yeah. more case. Well, situation. he's, he, yeah, he's, he goes to California. I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Why isn't he just living in California? Right. Because he's married to his job first. Like cops mm, are. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a very classic uh, 
trope for any uh, cop in a movie or so. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, this kind of goes in my other one is kind of weird. And I understand she does a line about this, but Holly changing back her last name. Why? I have a note about this too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I agree with you. And she says, it's because, you know, the company and you know, it's better if I blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was her. Yeah. That was her rationale for it was, it's better if I'm a miss, but no. she doesn't really explain further than that. Yeah. For the company, she's like, it's better if I'm miss whatever, you know? No, I don't care. Mm, yeah. It's obviously putting a strain on your relationship. So just like, maybe don't do it. Right. And again, they're, they're not even separated. Imagine right? like if the tables were turned, right. And the husband was like, oh no, babe for the company, I got to change my, but you can't change your last name, but let's pretend like he had to not wear his wedding ring or something that signified that he was married and go around and be like, no, it's better if I'm just not, you know, women, we would be hysterical. Okay. I'd be, I'd be like, absolutely not. I don't care what your job does. I just feel like it's not a good look both ways. No. And that's, that's like basically confirmed, right? Like they're still together. They're not even separated, right? Yeah. I mean, they they He's are just, separated. They don't live in the same house, well, but they're not divorced. No, they're still married. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, unfortunately, there's not many redeeming qualities of his wife in this mm, movie. Yeah. You don't agree? I mean, I think that there are faults on both ends. Oh, of course. I have a note about that later yeah, too. Yeah. But I mean, just her as a character in this. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I admire her for being a boss woman. Yes. But yeah, they need to figure their stuff out because there's a lot of marital red flags going on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, they're, the room where they're having the Christmas Eve party, the interior design is so dope. Oh yeah. That All whole of the, center section yeah. with the waterfall and the like pond, pond area. Yeah, thing. with the man. Yeah, I uh there's a lot of really, really cool rooms, offices, mm-hmm. stuff in this tower and uh very clean looking. We talk about this a lot when we do older movies like about how awesome like interior design from these decades. I know. When did we get so boring? Right. And I noticed again this, it wasn't like the black marble and gold completely like, which is like our absolute favorite, but I did see a lot of gold, like even on the, um, um, faucets, like in the, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff like that. I'm like, that is sick. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Me too. Uh, the guy that when, when John McClane enters the Christmas party and the butler dude or waiter is like champagne, sir, and has a cup with red juice in it. I was like, um, (laughs) not champagne. Yeah, that was, yeah. He does clearly say champagne. Yeah. He says champagne, sir. And I'm like, that doesn't look like champagne to me. Maybe that'll be in trivia. Maybe. Yeah. 
that is a good good call though yeah thanks yeah i don't i don't know what's up with that yeah my next note is about ellis what okay. a freaking yawn fest this guy is yes. i just like ugh. absolutely zero redeeming of him not, we talk about nothing <laughs> about this guy yeah. nothing there's not one thing and then he goes in like oh no i got it i you know i uh, I do strategies, business strategies like this all the time. I got it. <laughs> the What a freaking loser this man, guy is. And his smile too. Ugh, his hair sucks. His suit sucks. His smile sucks. His laugh sucks. Yes. His banter sucks. His coke addiction sucks. Mm -hmm. Can't stand the guy. <laughs> Can't stand him. <laughs> wow, really? I thought he was your favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, like, he... Pretty high up, I would say. Most punchable face ever. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's in the, he's definitely taken at least the bronze medal home. Yeah, I bet that actor uh, had some trouble after this movie came out. It's like pe all the people that like uh, just hated Joffrey. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The actor that played Joffrey on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Or even the other great example. As is, they should. That guy's a... <laughs> yeah, but I mean like... I understand you know, their Don't acting. be a dick to the actor. You know what I mean? Like, Right. He's just playing a... Yeah. And obviously they did a good job if you really hate them. <laughs> you know? Right. Just shows how good their acting was. The other one I always mention about this that like people really hated in real life is Skylar White from Breaking Bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, she's annoying in that yes. show, big time. Yes. So, but again, very good actor for that role. She did very well. Yeah, she did. She can play a doting wife. Tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I I wanted to mention uh, also just John McClane's outfit, just from this movie becoming such an iconic look. Like if people do that, even for like Halloween, it's like all you need is the tank top, those oh, pants, yeah. and bloody yourself up a little yeah, bit, and bare feet, no shoes, yeah, cheapest costume ever. Yeah, but it's like, but that's it's so iconic though that you could just see someone wearing that and you know exactly what they're doing. You don't oh. have to do much to yeah, it. Yeah, no, so it's absolutely. A, it's um, it's a good look that obviously they did really well to where like you can really you know exactly who it is of course yeah what else you got uh when hans gruber's goons come on the scene have there mm -hmm. ever been more goony looking goons in <laughs> any movie you've ever seen i mean the first two coming out coming in and talking about uh basketball and i'm <laughs> yeah. like didn't you didn't even need to tell me these dudes were goons as soon as they stepped out the car i was like oh yeah definitely yeah great casting for the goons mm -hmm. also gotta say they got some good hair yeah a lot of them do yeah fabulous hair for sure yeah was, which one was your favorite of his crew my favorite i don't like any of them <laughs> okay no i hate all of them yeah. but they got good hair yeah i'll give them that for sure those Euro guys. Sir German. Uh, Sir German. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when 
Hans Gruber sits down with Mr. Takagi, right? Mm-hmm. This is something I noticed that I've not noticed before until now. While he's talking to him at the table, he purposely takes the silencer off his gun before shooting him. Yeah. And I'm wondering why he did that. Like he wanted everyone to hear it. Like I, That's a I, good question. I don't know the reason for it, but it was very purposeful. Yeah. I don't know. Because he does I was it, wondering about that too. Yeah, and he does it slow. He takes it off and you see it clearly. He sets it on the table, yeah. the silencer. And yeah. Hmm. I might have to look that up and see if there was an Maybe intention some trivia. for that. Yeah, or that, yeah. But that's something I never noticed before. It's interesting yeah. that he would do that. And then I uh, then from there on, he doesn't ever put it back on. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just off. Yeah, for the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the one goon is shutting down like the elevators and locking the doors and everything and the escalators get turned off, it made me laugh because it's like, just made me think of like <laughs> yeah. people like trying to use the escalator and then it shuts off and they're like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? do? <laughs> what do we do? The escalator's broken. What they're just stairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah. I have to use my feet. <laughs> There's steps. They're just escalator broken is still just stairs. Still just stairs. Yep. Yeah. Also, unless you're really in a hurry, I don't like the people that like, try to marathon escalators. You know what I mean? When you're on them. I know. What are you trying to prove to everybody? <laughs> right. Like just chill. Yeah. Just stand there. Yeah. Like let the escalator do its job. No one's going to think you're lazy for just staying on the escalator and waiting yeah. for it to go up. They're yeah. like, oh, well, I got I to gotta walk up. I work out. It's, it makes me, it makes mm. me think that people that are like that, they're like, oh, I always take the stairs when I'm in a building. I don't want to take an elevator because, you know, I like yeah. to take the stairs because I work out and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah. Makes me think that. Probably those kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would not be an 80s movie if we did not see a pair of boobies. Yes. Very true. And it's always just like one set of them in one yep. scene. That's <laughs> and it. And it's always a blonde too. Mm, yeah. I feel like. A lot of blondes, yeah. Mostly blondes yeah. are like chest out in it the is, 80s movie. It is funny the way they're like, the guy's like grabbing her. I know. And she's like flailing about. She's like, ah, And it's like, oh no, my oh shirt no, came off. I know. And she's just like freaking like. They're flying all over the place yeah. as then, she's getting tossed out of the room. And then she, when she gets up and like turns around, it's like she, I bet even the director was like, all right, you got to make sure to like fully face the camera so you <laughs> yeah. can get a full shot of him right. before yeah. you run away. Because <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that too. She stands up. Yeah. Because you kind of see, you know, her shirt's coming off and then mm -hmm. she stands up and then faces the camera directly and then yeah. starts yep. running. Yep. I was just extremely frustrated with how moronic everybody is in this movie. There's so many. Yes. Is moronic a word? Yeah. Okay. As I'm like calling people morons. I don't know if moronic's a word. Uh, sure. <laughs> I would use moronic. I just like don't understand the insolence of like some of these professionals so-called like... Deputy Chief Dwayne T. Robinson. Yeah. How did you get this position? I know. Who allowed you 
to be in charge. I just... That guy, I can't tell which one is dumber. Is it Ellis or is it him? Because they're both pretty dumb. That is true. And this actor was a pretty big actor, especially in the 80s. But it's just like... One of the scenes, actually, I know the way he was like uh, talking and kind of like raising his voice. Like it really sounded like he was going to say like, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Like he kind of, it seemed like he was about to get into that. Dumb. Great. We were just talking about Breakfast Club actually, weren't we? Yeah, we were. I know that's one of uh, your favorites. Because Lucas was playing Ghost. No, he's playing Elden Ring and he put his fist up in the air. He emoted. And I was like, Breakfast Club. Yeah. 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 That is one of your top movies though, right? I love The Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. It's great. We were also just talking about him on The Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, we were because he about, directed that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, man. I wonder when we're going to do that movie. Uh, I hope soon. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that's... It's too many. It's hard to pick. After we do this Christmas ones, it's like... Got to really figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, we have so many. It's just tough deciding which one to do next. Uh-huh. I only have one note left, so. Oh, okay. You should okay, get I'll going. Go, yeah, yeah, I'll go through a couple. Uh, Sergeant Al, first scene with him. Well, one of the first scenes with him. Stocking up on Twinkies for his pregnant wife. What a gentleman. This part I actually kind of forgot because I saw him stocking up. And I vaguely remember, I'm like, I know these aren't for him, but I forgot that his wife was pregnant, but. Honestly, that was the first thing I thought of when he was getting so many. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if his wife's pregnant. Mm-hmm. It was like the first thought that came into my brain. Yeah. What a guy. I know. Hey, be thankful. That's not like the weirdest. I feel like there's way weirder cravings. Oh yeah. It's easy to would, obtain you know Twinkies. What I mean? Yeah. And the last forever too. Yeah. 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 That, that was great. The way the cashier looked at him too. He was and like, he, yeah, sure. Whatever, like, man. Yeah, right, 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 right. Whatever you say. Yeah. This one's kind of, uh, well, I have two examples and I believe there's a third one. Maybe you can think of it, but John, John does a lot of super risky maneuvers. Oh my goodness. In yeah. this movie. Like the, so the one rappelling down, by the machine gun, just holding in the... That was like, I, I was like, no. To get into the air vent, like he... Mm. That's no very risky. No way he grabbed onto that, like, it was crazy to me. Well, just risky doing that and like the gun's the only thing holding yeah. you in place. Yeah. And then the other one is him riding up on an elevator on the top of the elevator yeah. <laughs> to the top. Yeah. 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 That's and scary. And there there's a third one too a little bit later, The isn't fire there? hose off the side of the building. Oh, yeah, that too, yeah. That was horrible. And I understand the situation, like, he's got to get creative. Yeah. So, like, if that's all you have, sure, but it's, like, pretty pretty sketchy. Yeah. Good died many times. Oh, for sure. In this. But, again, it's understandable in the movie. It's not, like, something that I would say, like, is a dumb point in the movie. Like, if that's all you have, got to improvise. That's right. The FBI comes on the scene and it's immediately a pissing contest. Yeah, immediately. for sure. I mean, like, they're like, yeah, you're not in charge anymore. 
you know, they come in just like big old balls. And the cops are like, uh, FBI's here. <laughs> and then your favorite guy's like all of a sudden just like sucking up to them. Oh, I know. His like tone completely, completely changes. Completely shifts. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he knows. Yeah. He knows he's not the sheriff anymore. I have a, since you mentioned that, uh, I have a note about that. So when the two FBI guys show up, this is, this is great. They say, they say, I'm Agent Johnson and this is Special Agent Johnson. No relation. Yeah. Yeah. No relation. Uh, and I looked in the credits, they're credited as Big Johnson and Little Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! And I don't. I didn't recognize Little Johnson, but Big Johnson. I love this actor. Yeah, I've, I've seen him before. This guy? I okay, just don't I remember you. where. So, uh, the actor's name is Robert Davy, Davi, D A V I. Okay. Um, I knew him the most from since I was a kid watching The Goonies. Oh yeah, that's probably where you know. That's him from. where I've seen him. Yeah, that's exactly where I've seen him. Because that would be the thing I've seen the most. But so he was also, uh, he had a big role in License to Kill. Oh my goodness! Which you would, yeah, you would. So you would have yeah. saw him in that too. Uh, another thing that I actually just recently started watching, random '90s TV show I just found called Profiler, and he's the main actor in it. Oh, that's and weird. it's pretty. It's pretty sick, actually. I like it. There was a lot of good, this is a little tangent, but I want to mention this. The 90s, not only with movies, because we talked about this, the 90s took a lot of risks with movies and a lot of like creativity in movies. Mm -hmm. But they also did with TV shows too. So like this one, this show's pretty dark for a 90s show. And it was on, I don't know, probably like ABC or something. Yeah. Uh, and it's just really good. And another one, I think what kind of paved the way for this was the X-Files because that was early 90s. Oh. And that show, some of the stuff in that show, I'm like, I can't believe this was on regular TV in that time. That show is still so good. Uh, and another one I want to mention that I'm also watching that I think is my favorite Never watched it before. It's called Millennium. The main actor I love. It's Lance Reddick. No, sorry. Lance Henriksen. Lance Reddick is the guy that just died recently. Mm. Get them mixed up because I, I believe they're the only two people that have the first name Lance. But um, yeah, you, you know who Lance Reddick is from John Wick that actually just passed away. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, also, I love that actor too. Uh, yeah, but Lance Henriksen... Was the original um, from Alien. He was the original that Michael Fassbender plays in Prometheus. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So good. Uh, But he's the main actor in this show, Millennium. It's not even a horror show. It is so creepy and weird. And I love it. Wow. And also the vibe is just cool. It's like a mid-90s. Do you remember the, well, you do, because I know you love this movie. I do too. Do you remember just how unsettling and weird the vibe is in Seven? Yeah. 
that's the show. It's like that. Yeah. Wow. Also, the like the graphic style and the way they do the intro, very similar. I love that mid nineties cool. style. Yeah. And I looked at the show. It's it wasn't. I mean, it had like a cult following, but it wasn't super popular. And I'm pissed about that because it is so good. Yeah. Um. And I wish they would still do shows like that now. They don't really. Yeah, it's unfortunate. uh, Our dude, um, Fincher, still keeping it alive. That's right. With his movies. And shout out Mindhunter, the only show he did. But like, like knocked it out of the park. Yeah, (laughs) I mean like home run. Yeah. But again, when has he not done a home run with any of anything he's done? Correct. Yeah. We're uh, in the future pods. We're going to get Claudia's thoughts on Fincher's new movie, The Killer, because that movie was made in a lab for Claudia. I, Do you want to speak on this real quick? Yeah, let me, let me touch on this because it's a little scary to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how. Uh, By the way, this is a, well, this will be really relevant because this movie just came out. It's on Netflix. It's called The Killer. It's David Fincher's newest movie. Yeah. It's just like. It's scary how related to my interests this movie is. It's like somebody was watching my patterns. (laughs) Studying your dreams. Studying my (laughs) dreams. You know, keeping tabs on the things that I watch and the music I listen to. And then just made a movie out of it. Because The Killer is starring Michael Fassbender. Your boy. I love that man. I love him and one everything. Of your, yeah, one of your one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fincher he, is also one of your favorite directors. Fincher is one of my favorite directors. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and Fastbender in this movie is, uh, I guess, a contract killer, but technically a serial killer because that's what he does. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's contract though. Yeah, yeah, and you know he he's like that. Uh, that guy from uh, Rick and Morty that will kill anything for any reason. <laughs> that is true. Also, he's like insanely meticulous. Right. Yeah. And yeah. He, he very calculated. Like he's the the killer you call if you want certainly like it'll get done. Yeah. And even even you notice like his uh, his. It's like a Fitbit thing. Yeah. He's got like, like well, a heart I, monitor. I think it's. I mean, it might be Apple Watch. I couldn't tell actually, but. Yeah, he has to have his resting heart rate a certain... It's 65 or under 65 when or he's under? about to hit Pull the, the sniper. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he only kills while listening to the Smiths, which is my favorite band. I'm just like... Yeah. I was just kind of blown away with all of the things that I love, The being the Smiths being my favorite band. Uh, I love movies about serial killers mm-hmm. and, you know, contract killers. And then Fincher's directing it. And then Fastbender stars in it. I just felt a little weird, like I was under a microscope before they yeah. came out with this movie. And yeah. I, I believe, because we haven't finished the movie yet, I believe it is literally all Smith songs the whole way through. I love that. Yeah. I couldn't ask for more, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yeah. Also, you love your tall white boys. <laughs> Man, I do. Boy, do I love a tall, skinny white man. I was surprised. I remember we were watching that. I looked up Fastbender's height. I thought he was 
taller than me. He's six foot though. Yeah. I, I th- thought he's he, lean. Oh, he's in an in insane shape yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised. He's only six foot. I shouldn't say only, but still, I thought he was taller than that even. But yeah, no, you're technically taller than him. Barely. Barely. <laughs> Barely. Barely. <laughs> anyway, that was a little mini review. We'll we'll probably do another mini. Uh, the killer review man when we finish it yeah because i would like to know or we could just do it yeah well i mean we're gonna do fincher anyway oh that's right yeah yeah so that's why we kind of but by the time we get to that that's why we're going ahead and watching the movie because by the time we get to it it's yeah gonna be a while from now and i'd like it to be you know second time through sure so anyway side tangent but anytime we can bring up Fincher or the Smiths or Fassbender, any of any of Claudia's inch. Although I I also Fincher's one of my favorite directors. Yeah. And I also love the Smiths. I also love Fassbender. Yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Alien. See, we tied it all together. I yeah, was talking we did. about Lance Henriksen yep. from Alien. Fassbender. Also in uh, Prometheus. He was also in the movie after, right? Covenant? He was in both, right? Fastbender? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. By the way, also, so excited. There is another alien movie coming out. What? Yeah. Don't know when. I don't know who's going to be in it, but I'm still excited because I actually thought Covenant was good. Some people didn't hated it. I thought it was good. I'm ready to yeah. go. Also, on that. they're doing a TV show, which is very what? exciting also. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad they're keeping it alive. Because I love the Alien franchise. For sure. And Fincher directed Alien 3. So there you go. Tied it all together. Wow. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next note I have John and Al's interactions over the radio, just in general, are great. Yeah. And then it, I mean, it really, they do a really good job with it because at the end when they finally meet face to face. They just hug it out. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, and then this goes into what kind of you were talking about. Also talking about Sergeant Al. He just needs to be, he needs to be promoted heavily because he's way ahead of everyone else outside of Nakatomi. Like everyone out there, you know what I mean? Like the stuff he's saying, he's just like, he's like, yeah, he's like, let's do this. And then no one's listening to him. No. What? Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I lost you. I completely lost you like halfway Sergeant through. Sergeant Al. Yeah. I said he needs to be promoted like severely because everyone he's around outside of Nakatomi, mm-hmm. he's way ahead of all of them. Okay. Yes. Right? Yeah. And the stuff they're doing, he's like, no, don't do that. Yeah. And nobody listens to him. And no one listens to him. Yeah. 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 It's ridiculous. Why? Because he's a desk jockey. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. Do you have any more notes? No. Okay. All right. I got a couple more. Uh, this is, this is just, so one of the, one of his Hans Gruber's crew, I don't know if they ever say his name. Uh, he's the guy that replaces the front desk guy. Okay. Yes. Looking like Huey Lewis. I was going to say, this man looked like Huey Lewis. He really does. 
I I wish it was Huey Lewis. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but you imagine? He really does look like him. I was. He does. Yeah. There is obviously a lot of iconic lines in this movie, but the one I wanted to shout out that is just a good line, more of a serious line, but I thought it was good, was when John says over the phone, she's heard me say I love you a thousand times. She's never heard me say I'm sorry. That was a good line. Yeah, yeah. that is a good line. And like, but you're right though. There, There is fault on both sides. Sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. But it is nice to see that like you can tell he does really care about his wife and his kids. Yeah. Like even though he's he's like the typical married to the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still he is very invested in his family still. Yeah. I'm sure after this he's not going anywhere. So. Well, there are sequels to this movie though. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the sequels. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was mentioning to you what's cool is the second Die Hard movie takes place in Dulles Airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I have been there many times. Mm-hmm. Me too. That one, I don't remember like when it's set in. If it's like a specific time. I want to say it might be that one or a different one. Sorry if I get this wrong, people. People are going to be yelling at me. Uh, I believe one set around New Year's also. Oh, okay. So it could have been that one. I don't remember. Uh, I just have a couple more. John. So at the end, right before Hans dies, I love the scene because John uses his final two bullets like a boss. Like a cowboy. Like a cowboy. Yep, mm-hmm. there you go. Yep. Just like, yeah, how he is, yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's awesome. And obviously this is another iconic, like not only scene, but like <laughs> I see it. I even just Hans falling, like you oh, see yeah. that a lot just in like the memes or gifs yeah. or like whatever. Yeah. Of him falling. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh that's sick. I mean, smart also to actually tape it to your back. Oh yeah. With the Christmas tape and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start a new segment because I feel like I mentioned this in a lot of movies. So you help me come up with the name for the segment. Uh, cause I can't think of a name of it, but I'm going to talk about explosions in movies okay. because I think they're awesome. And there's so many good explosions in this movie. I'll have to think about a name for that. Yeah. I'll workshop it. Like, especially the one at the end is ridiculous. How big oh, it's crazy. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I always like to point out, because even the one I mentioned that actually they did really well on, even though I didn't really like the movie that much, was Red Eye. Mm-hmm. The explosion at the end of that. Yeah, that was really good. Is really good. And the big thing about that is if it's done practical, which this looked like it was at least somewhat. Or if it is all CGI, it has to be really good CGI. And I think I mentioned this before, maybe on that pod, that fire CGI is like some of the hardest to do and Mm -hmm. make it look real. Oh, I'm sure. So that's why you see when they do that in a lot of movies, like it doesn't look great because for that reason. So, but this looked awesome in this movie. So yeah, Uh, Claudia, think of a name for that segment because I I feel like I'm going to always, if there's an explosion in a movie, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. I'll think about it. Okay. I'll get back to you. If anyone can think of a name, email us. Filmbanderpod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, I have one more note, uh, and then can you look up trivia? Yep, it's already on my phone. Oh, you already have it? Yep. Okay. My last one is, and they mentioned this, I believe, over the news, which, by the way, that guy sucks. That's on oh, the news. <laughs> he deserved that punch in the face for sure. Uh, the way the, the way he looks off camera, too. I know. Is, is crack me up. Like, how dare you go to their home mm, oh, and yeah, interview their children? Yeah. Like, what a slime ball. <laughs> slime ball. That's a good use of the word. I feel like that's like a word they would use in an 80s movie. Thanks. Slime ball. Such a slime ball. But anyway, so I, when they're talking about Hans Gruber on the news, because I was wondering about this, because I don't know, I'm wondering like what is his reasoning besides just money for doing this? So I looked this up because they mentioned this name and I had no idea what this was. Um, he was So Hans Gruber was part of the Volksfrei movement. Are you familiar with this? Because no. I wasn't. I looked it up. Um, so the Volksfrei movement was a militant left-wing West German organization inspired by real-life le- left-wing socialist terrorist organization. Oof, I can't pronounce this. This is a lot of German. Anyway. So that's what it's based on. Obviously, it's not a real thing, but it is based on a, obviously a real life. Right. Organization. Uh, organization. Yeah. And then the movie, what's interesting, because I didn't pick up on this, I feel like in past times that I've watched this movie, is like he, he was expelled from that movement. Do you remember them saying yeah, that? Yeah, the- it was in the news. Yeah. Yeah. And... um he was expelled because his, his only interest was making money and not the I- ideology of the group. Yeah, and then his, let's see. Yeah, so it's interesting. I I just like getting like, just because I think he's such an interesting character, Hans Gruber. I like to at least get a little bit of origin on what's going on with him. Yeah. But yeah, so I had to look that up. So uh, I think that's it that I have. Yes. All right, so let's get into trivia. All right. There's got there's got to be some good stuff on here for trivia. Yeah, I imagine. I'm excited to get into it. Uh, the fictional Nagatomi Plaza is the headquarters of 20th Century Studios, so the studio could use mm. one of its own buildings and didn't have to hold back on stunts and action sequences. While Jeb Stewart was writing the screenplay, he did a tour of the building and immediately incorporated some of the locations and objects he found there into his script as set pieces, such as the cart that McLean and Carl end up riding during their fight. The company charged itself rent for the use of the then unfinished building. Some of the middle floors were occupied by legal and administrative departments, so only empty floors were used for filming. Still, the filming of scenes that involved gunfire had to be postponed until after hours because some of the employees from the active floor started to complain about the noise. So they could only use part of the building. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) The costume department had 17 undershirts in various stages of degradation on hand for Bruce Willis. Mm, Okay. This was actually, I was going to make a note about this because of how different his shirt gets through the whole movie. Yeah. How gross it gets. 17? 17. Wow. Okay. In an article for the 30th anniversary of the film, Bonnie Bedelia stated that the first thing she thinks of when someone mentions the movie is Alan Rickman. The two became friends and had lunch together every day while shooting the movie. She expressed how lovely and gentle Rickman was in real life. 
That's nice. I can see that. Yeah. Because even though he plays a lot of, not always, but he plays a lot of menacing roles, he seems like uh, another pretty good guy in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. The scene where Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman meet up was unrehearsed to create a greater feeling of spontaneity between the two actors. Hold up. So that whole scene was unrehearsed. How did they do that then? I don't know. That's crazy. Because that's, I mean, that's one of the scenes I pointed out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. In 2007, Bruce Willis donated John McClane's undershirt to the Smithsonian Museum. Nice. Very cool. Bruce Willis received a then unheard of $5 million fee, which was approved by Fox president Rupert Murdoch. Mm. Five million for the film. Yeah. In 88. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a lot. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The scene where McLean falls down a shaft was a mistake by the stuntman who was supposed to grab the first vent as it originally was planned. He slipped and continued to fall, but the shot was used anyway. It was edited together with one where McLean grabs the next vent down as he falls. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So part of that was real. Yeah. This is the one we were talking about. And then he grabs a hold of the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he goes for like the vent that's closest, misses, mm-hmm. and hits the second one down. Dang, okay. Hart Bachner's line, Hans, Bubby, was ad-libbed. <laughs> Alan Rickman's quizzical reaction was genuine. I, that is another line that I feel like I hear people say. Like, I'd be like, what? What did you just say? Like, I know, what? right? <laughs> I'm just skimming through these until I get to good ones. When John McClane runs through the glass shards in his bare feet after Hans has his men shoot out the glass partitions in the computer room, Bruce Willis is wearing special rubber shoes designed to look like his own bare feet. One can see this if looking closely as his feet appear quite unnaturally large in some of these crucial barefoot scenes. I didn't notice, but I'll <laughs> no, have to I look back either. next time we watch it. Shoot the glass. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines that he does. Just the way he says that yeah. is mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that's funny though. I I never noticed that either. I mean, so then it is all real glass then. Yeah, I guess so. So then they had to make the, wow, okay. On Alan Rickman's first day of shooting, he filmed the scene where Hans Gruber first runs into John McClane. He made a jump off a ledge about three feet high. He injured himself when he landed and damaged some cartilage in his knee. He was told by his doctor not to put any weight on that leg, and he had to use crutches for a week. For the rest of the scene where Hans Gruber is standing and talking to John McClane, Alan Rickman is standing in on one leg for the entire time and has a leg brace on under his pants. What a pro! Because you, I, you can't even tell. No, because I feel can't. like he had to. Be, he would be leaning still in some uh-huh. way, but dang, I had no idea. Bruce Willis's favorite role has always been John McClane. Yeah, of course. That's the that one we'll end on. Okay, and actually, I want to mention because he got paid five million. Um, again, people write in if you uh, if I get this wrong, but I feel like this was his first. Well, no, that's not true. 
this would this would be his first big movie. Uh, he was on a show before that. Oh, what's the name of that show? I just watched some of it. Moonlighting? Yeah, Moonlighting. Oh. Or Moonlighter. Moonlighting, I believe is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And that was a few years before this, I want to say. Yeah. But even before that, so that's kind of, I think that's what kind of started to make him popular because before that he was um, a, like a villain role in like two episodes of Miami Vice, okay. which was awesome. But that like awesome. he wasn't, that was like early 80s. So mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't as well known, but yeah. So I believe this was like his first big movie. So that's still pretty high um, to get paid. You yeah, know? definitely. But well-deserved. And again, shout out to Bruce Willis. Yeah, absolutely. And Alan Rickman. Rest in peace. Yeah. Because he's awesome. All right. So that's it then? That's it. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas again to everyone. I'll probably say that on the other pods too. We, yeah. got, we got three more, but that's yeah. okay. Uh, again, write, write into us about whatever. Filmbanterpod at gmail.com. But also write in if you can guess. I mean... You have a week to do it because then the next one's going to come out. But see if you can guess the final three Christmas movies. Yeah. The hint again was, well, you said one very, yeah, go ahead. What what was it that you said? One obvious choice and Uh the other two are a little outside of the box. Right. One in the 80s, one in the 90s, one in the 2000s. Yes. Okay. So yeah, email us and uh, let us know about that. Uh, rate the podcast. I keep forgetting to mention that. Yes. Rate our pod. <laughs> write a stars, review. Write a review too. Yeah. Uh, subscribe. Subscribe. Turn on notifications. Yes. So you know when, when they drop. Yes. Uh, again, thank you to everyone that listens. Uh, it's awesome to see all over the world. We got at least like one person at least checking us out. Right. So yeah, spread the word. Spread the good news. What did you say? The news? The news of the world. <laughs> spread spread, spread the, good the news of film banter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, check out our other pod, Screen Time. That's two words. Uh, we're doing, for film, we're doing, finishing up Edgar Wright and going into, mm, still up in the air, but I think it might be Sam Mendes, mm. which... As of right now, because I've not seen all of his, I believe his best movie is probably Skyfall. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Apparently he did Spectre also, which is not as good, but when you look in context of uh, the one after, Spectre looking pretty great. Spectre looking awesome. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so we might be doing that. I don't think we fully decided on next director, but. Okay, cool. And then for TV, for screen time, we are doing Monarch, mm-hmm. Legacy of Monsters. Is that yep. what it's called? Yep. Yeah. Pretty sick so far. Yeah. We're liking it a lot. Yeah. I know Claudia's a big fan of- uh, Godzilla. Yeah. And- King Kong. Is he your favorite? Godzilla? Which one's your favorite? Godzilla's over yeah. King Kong for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't hear King Kong without thinking of the line. That Denzel says in Training Day, the best line ever at the end of that movie. Okay. I can't say it because uh, 
King Kong ain't got sh- on me. Oh. <laughs> One of the best, I mean, I could go forever. This pod's probably already long, but Denzel, again, one of the best. He is. Especially that whole ending. Man, we need to do training day. Okay. It's so good. All right. I believe that's it. So yeah, check that out. Screen time. That's on Mondays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. Film banters on Wednesdays. You already know that. And I believe that's it. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but that's okay. Nope. I think you're good. Okay. All right. Claudia is going to sign us off now. Are you ready, Claudia? Yep. Bye.